What's up, friends? What's up, neighbors? This is episode 13 of the All the Best Things podcast. I'm excited for the guest that we sat down and spoke with this week. It's Tabitha Kroc. Uh, she is very involved in the local community and organizing events, and I oftentimes refer to her as the PR queen. Uh, you'll hear that in the episode most assuredly. Um, but before we kind of dive right in with all the stuff, all the news that's been swirling around this week in our nation, um, I think it's only right to address kind of what's going on. Um, it's actually more of a reminder. I'm not addressing anything. It's a reminder to be kind and, and you know, do unto others what you would want done to you. You know, I, that's paraphrased, obviously, but, you know, be kind we need to find some form of unity as a nation because from the top down, there is separation of sorts, obviously. And the only way to fix that is to come together. You know, we all have to do our part to learn and and apply what we learn to one another. Help our friends, help our neighbors. Just, just be kind, like I said. Um, I don't want to drag this out too much. I want this episode to be kind of a... Uh, way for you to get lost in something other than the terrible news that's been swirling around in the country. Uh, we do in this episode discuss some ways to get involved in the community to help kind of boost your community and, and get involved with things maybe you're unfamiliar with or things that you really have a desire for and are looking to kind of express that desire, uh, you know, creatively. So, I think you guys will like this episode. Um, you know, give it a listen. It's it's about 15, 20 minutes long. Not going to waste all of your day. I appreciate your guys' support uh, from episode one all the way now through episode 13 and beyond. Um, do me a huge favor and follow this on Spotify. Search all the best things. New episodes every Friday. With that said, let's send it on over to Tabitha. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to episode 13 of the All the Best Things podcast. Today we have one of the the guests that I've been most excited to try to get on the show here. Uh, she finally agreed to it, and we're going to get some questions answered today. So please help me welcome the Director of Operations for the North Idaho Centennial Trail, Tabitha Crock. Hi. Hello. How are things? Fantastic. And how are you? doing great good Um, well thank you thank you so much and I'm very honored and uh, grateful that you asked me yeah like I said before I'm not going to take up too much of your time Uh, we're just going to kind of go through some of these questions hopefully connect people Uh, I already know you're the queen of public relations and connecting with people but maybe just maybe there's someone out there that may not know who you are what you do so perfect all right. Without further ado, we'll kind of jump right in here. So with that, you know, with that intro, you are the public relations queen of this area, I would say. Oh, I love but it. Ex- but explain to anyone who's listening what it is that you do directly with the North Idaho Centennial Trail. So at the Centennial Trail, I am the only staff there. So I am okay. the director of operations, marketing, executive, everything you all wrapped up in one. Um, and then I have a board of directors that oversees the whole Centennial Trail. 
Um, for those that you are listening and do not know, the Centennial Trail here in North Idaho is a foundation, which means it's a nonprofit. Um, so that is why I raise the money. I get the education out about the Centennial Trail, letting people know what we're doing, uh, if there's maintenance or if we're changing something. Um, and then we run the, uh, the Coeur d'Alene Marathon is one of our fundraising events. So if you run that race, all the proceeds go back to the Centennial Trail. And then um, Ales for the Trail, Corte Fondo, and then it's our 30th year anniversary this year. So we've got some events and cool stuff happening for our 30th year of the Centennial Trail. Excellent. Yeah, um, yeah that's big news. 30 years. Right? Who knew? 1990 <laughs> is when they opened up. October of 1990 is when they opened the Centennial Trail here in North Idaho. So the North Idaho Centen- Centennial Trail is actually older than I am. Yes, it is. And now yeah. you make me feel old because I'm <laughs> slightly older than you. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so you kind of dove into it a little bit with your answer for the previous question. But as a huge community outreach activist, um, what is something that you would recommend to someone that's maybe trying to get involved with fundraising opportunities or, you know, things like that. Right. Yeah. So um, along the lines in, if you're wanting to get involved as like a citizen or a person, you're, you're wanting to give back. Um, My biggest suggestion for anyone that wants to get involved with a nonprofit or a fundraiser is to really research what we have in this community. Um, And I think the biggest piece is to find something you're passionate about Um, because honestly, Uh, I would never ask for money or ask someone to get involved with the Centennial Trail that doesn't use the trail or doesn't even like know much about the trail. Um, If you're involved, if you really have a passion for kids and learning, I would recommend go to the Children's Village or Boys and Girls Club or CASA. You know, there's so many amazing, great nonprofits in our area. And I've been lucky to be a part of a lot of them, Um, whether it's fundraising, whether it's promoting, whether it's helping run their events. I say find what you're passionate about. Find what like really gets you excited. Um, Or hospice is another great one. You know, if you've had a grandparent or a family member pass away and hospice help was there, I always recommend someone go go be part of one of their events and give back to them. So find your passion and then uh, reach out to them. We love a volunteer or a person's like, hey, I want to get involved some way by emailing somebody. It's the, we are so excited as a nonprofit when someone wants to give their time or their treasures to us. Excellent. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, with, you know, with so many notable fundraisers and not for profits in the area, how would someone go about kind of narrowing down their selection? Oh, right. I mean, <laughs> if they only have so much free time, right, if they're working like a regular nine to five job or something, how can they still get involved with the right one? How do they yeah. know it's like the right thing? That well, and it's, it's a, I think there's like 300 nonprofits. Um, I want to say maybe more than that. I might be saying way low. There is a lot of nonprofits registered in Kootenai County. So just let alone our little Kootenai County, there are so many nonprofits. So like you said, it's really hard. And, you know, we do have, um, I think it's called the Kootenai. So gosh, now I can't remember. Um, She is, she's a, if anybody wants to um, email me, it's tab at NICTF.org. Get a hold of me and I can push you to the right person. Um, And they, there's a group of nonprofit leaders that meet. And so they can direct you to that. But um, there's also the Kootenai County Young Professionals. If you've heard of them, they're a group of young professionals in Kootenai County that are involved in our nonprofits, Lady Delanes and Core, uh, Core Group. They're all three like main people of groups that like give back to all the nonprofits. So I would recommend reaching gotcha. out to the Core Group. 
Um, it's a group of young men. And then the Lady Delane's group of women. And then there's the KCYP, the Kootenai County Young Professionals. Reach out to one of those groups and say, hey, I want to get involved. And they will set you to the right nonprofit or if they're working on a fundraiser. Um, those three groups are really fantastic getting you plugged into what, what you want to do. Absolutely. Sounds, sounds like a deal. Um, with, okay. So these times have been kind of crazy. Anyone that's listened to the podcast, we've had all kinds of topics brought up, but it always kind of circles back to this one. So I'm going to go ahead and just fire away in terms of COVID-19 and the toll that it's taken kind of locally, how is going to, you know, like how is regular life going to kind of continue or is it going to continue? Like, are we going to have the same abilities to go out and do stuff this summer i mean we have a great summer right. area we live in you know also it's a great winter area but with the direct impact from covid and local businesses and stuff do you think things will go back to being quote-unquote regular no um not even a little bit um especially in the nonprofit world um i am going i i predict we're gonna have a lot of uh smaller nonprofits not be able to make it um, just because people are, don't know financially where things are going to be headed this year. Um, you know, so they're going to probably not give as much money or, um, businesses that usually, you know, give these big sponsorships. They can't really, there's a lot of unknowns. And so, sure. um, my biggest piece of advice for any nonprofit leader or any, even anybody out there wanting to start something like giving back. I say you have to get creative. Um, I don't think things will ever get back to where it was. I, I always say, what is it, BC, before COVID. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think it, you have to get creative. And so a great example is the Children's Village. They did an online auction on Facebook Live. So there was a... Yeah, I saw yeah, that. Saw they that. were going to raise like 2500 through some wine that Naomi from Biden Olive donated. They are planning on raising a few thousand. Well, they raised 25000 because they did a Facebook Live event. And I think... We're going to see a big shift of nonprofits going, okay, well, we can't do uh, an auction at the resort with 500 people there because it's not safe and we can't have that many people in a, you know, in, in the government saying you can't do that right now. So I think it's going to be a huge shift yeah. of creativity and ways that people raise money. Absolutely. I, I would say just on our end, we're kind of fortunate to live in a part of the country that is slowly, surely opening things back up. But still, on that mm. same note, we want to still take all the precaution that maybe a, an area of the country, obviously, that is closed down still is taking, you know, yeah. the cleanliness and just, you know, minding kind of cleanliness and, and hygiene and things like that. So, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. With your line of work completely, you know, we were looking at our ales for the trail. That's our huge brew fest fundraiser in August. And, you know, yeah. I had to make the I had to make the call that we aren't going to do it the same way this year. Um, because that's, you know, a thousand to 1500 people in the park. Yeah, we can do it, but it's hard to social distance, have a live band, have people pouring beer, like using this, we couldn't use the same cup. So we would have to do a sanitation station. It's a lot of money going out, not knowing if that same money is going to be coming in. So Absolutely. we decided to switch it up, which is great. We're doing a reverse ales for the trail week where we're going to like promote businesses and breweries and get people supporting our local businesses. Nice. I like that too. You have all the good ideas. See, public relations queen right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in your in your spare time, I know you're involved in so much, but you've been taking up, well, not taking up, you've been involved in it probably forever, fitness, and you're like mm-hmm. the core queen and 
(laughs) How do you find time to stay fit, especially with the COVID sanctions and and regulations and stuff that are going on right now? I'm going to be honest with you. I got back to the gym this week or was it last week? Whenever the gym's open, I was like, I'm so excited to lift like weights and get back to like that feeling. I have never been this sore in a long time. At home (laughs) workouts are not the same as the gym. They're not cutting it. Yeah, I was in the same But, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's a lot of like fitness has been a part of my life since, you know, I was in high school and I played college basketball and then, um, fell in love with group fitness. And I think it's just because it's been a routine in my life that it's like, if I don't do it, I will go crazy and I feel sluggish and I feel tired and I'm actually not productive with work because I'm like, kind of just feel lazy. So one of the biggest pieces is if I don't get a workout in and I I'm good with rest days and those things, but like with running and hiking, I always find a way to move my body every day, whether it's like, you know, let's go for a walk. Let's get a quick two mile hike in. Like, I don't even care. I want to move my body every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, we live in an area where there's so many outdoor trails and, and places right. that you can still social distance, but still, right. move. you know, so. Yeah. And especially with, I mean, that's what, that's my biggest hitting point with the Centennial Trail right now is that it is one of the only places that has not closed during COVID. That's huge. Where the only place has been open for our community to get the sunshine, move their bodies, stay healthy. Because one of the best things about, you know, you know, staying healthy during this time, because it's scary, is you have to get vitamin D, you have to move your body, you have to get exercise that keeps us healthy. So that's our biggest point is that we have the centennial trail. And like you said, we have trails and we've got canfield, we've got tubs, we've got, you know, wonderful outlets. So I agree. Yeah, absolutely. And we kind of touched base on this already. But with summer coming, people are going to want to get outside and kind of continue life. And I know we've touched on Maybe things are going to change a little bit, but tell anyone who's listening what some of the events that they can look forward to are. I know we're always talking like COVID, you can't do this. COVID, you can't do this. But what's something we can all look forward to? An event that maybe you guys are putting on or something that you're yeah. excited for? Well, the the, the Coeur d'Alene Marathon, um, we had to move it. Usually it's Memorial Day weekend and we pushed it back to August 23rd, which is the same weekend as maybe Hoop Fest. I don't know if they've fully committed but that was going to be the same weekend mm-hmm. um but yeah the quarterly marathon we really want to make it happen so i you know we'll see what things are at that time hopefully we can have vendors and we can have a beer garden and we can have all those things but i would really really suggest that people get out there and just support our community we have all these people that have been training for a marathon um you know and i would really recommend you go out and just go on the side, you know, just go outside your house. If you're close to the, the trail and go cheer those guys on, um, then it's exciting. And then you got Ironman, what, two weekends after that. So we've got two big fitness, um, events coming up that I think are ones that are great to support. And just to get that, you know, that excitement of our city is a big, big, amazing community. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe it's the return of the full Ironman, right? Am I right? No, next oh, year. Next year. No, it's one year. Okay. So this is the last year of the half, okay. and then next year is the first year of the full. So 2021. So that's the heads up for people that maybe want to train for a full, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, I think you got to go a, now. That's a good thing about the <laughs> yeah. Good thing about the half Ironman is that when people go watch it, they get all inspired and excited. They sign up for the full marathon. They're like, "Oh crap! Now I actually have to train." <laughs> yeah, I for one would not make an Ironman simply because uh, my swimming is pretty subpar. I, I think I would probably drown in uh-huh. the very beginning. So, 
me and you both. Yep. Yeah. So, but I know that you've been involved in that in the past and it's awesome. Yes. It's awesome to see. I mean, I've done a first aid station once or twice down there and it's, it's crazy to see just like the sheer will that all those people have to do. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, it's pretty inspiring. That's for yeah, sure. absolutely. So all those events are coming up. You mentioned in the beginning, your, your email, but is there a way that people can be inspired directly by you, maybe on social media Oh, yes. A little bird. Please, please, please. A little bird told me that you have <laughs> maybe your own podcast coming out here soon. Yes. Starting in June, okay. I am launching my podcast. Um, during COVID, it was, um, I found, I tried to find a way to connect with my community since I couldn't be at meetings and I couldn't go have coffee with my, the people that, you know, support sure. us. So I wanted to get creative. So I did one video a day during the quarantine, a couple more selfie videos, but most of them I was interviewing our community or people around here and it was amazing. And then I was like, I love this. And this is just something I need to add into my life. So I was like, I'm going to start a podcast with it. So June, um, I will start the podcast. It'll be twice a week. I'll either, I'll interview a community member once, once a week, and then someone outside the community, um, and bring in perspective from outside of our little, um, little area. But yeah, it's called keeping tabs. Um, and I will, yeah, yeah. Um, Cassidy bones. Thank you, Cassidy bones for helping me with that. Um, but yeah, so everything will start coming out and I'll be posting that. But yeah, please reach out to me through social media. I'm on Instagram all the time, whether it's North Idaho Centennial Trail, you can go through them. You can go through Tabitha Runs on my Instagram, Facebook. Um, I've got TikTok. I have Twitter. I have it all. So you, you're um, on the TikTok, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm addicted. Right. And I'll tell you what, people are very smart and they're using it and they're marketing themselves really well through it. I assume you've known in the over the last couple of years who gary v is oh of course yeah. yeah i've been following him for a yeah. long time did you see what he did on tiktok oh yeah I, yesterday yeah that yep. was unreal that was crazy yeah it was crazy and yeah i followed him and he did that yeah. yeah they're raising so much money for covid relief and stuff it's awesome so yeah well i, th- I agree i think that's all i've got for you um i appreciate Perfect. yeah i appreciate you hopping on with me again i promise not to take too much of your time so um this is easy that was great yeah pretty simple so anything that you wanted to kind of leave our listeners with um you know just go out and make someone's day today um we are all struggling my mom's a police officer here in Coeur d'Alene um and there's some stuff that's happening in our city that is very sad and very hard to watch and hear about um, whether it's, you know, suicide, whether it's people dealing with mental issues, financial issues, just go out and be kind to someone and make someone's day and do something good. Yeah, absolutely. I think on that note, we'll kind of leave it there. And again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me. Um, thank you, Jake. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Tabitha. Bye.